This is the Game Changers Experience. Deep dive conversations with leading business disruptors, Olympic athletes, celebrities, entrepreneurs, and influencers from around the world. This show will teach you insights about the winning principles in mindset, productivity, marketing, branding, entrepreneurship, business strategy, and more. Hosted by Productivity Authority, business strategist, former elite athlete, author, and public speaker, Adam Strong. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Game Changers Experience with myself, Adam Strong. And today, we have another great guest here on the show. We have my good friend, Eric Twigs. Now, you could probably tell from Eric's accent, he's based in the United States. He has a very strong American accent. And um, and by the way, uh, you know, we're going to be having some really interesting conversations based around how to overcome procrastination. So who is Eric? What does he do and how and what does he come across? So Eric founded um, a movement called the What Now Movement, and he's the author of the discipline of now, which is basically 12 principles about how to overcome procrastination. He's also the podcast host of the 30 minute hour. And Eric is a life and business coach. And one thing that you don't know about Eric is that he has to date done over 28,000 coaching sessions, which is insane. Like that's an insane amount of, uh, of coaching sessions. Um, so that's a little bit about Eric. Um, you can uh, connect with him on social media. We'll put all of the links below, by the way, for you guys that want to connect with Eric, of course. Now, some of the things that we're going to be uh, discussing in today's conversations. Now, we're, also, we're going to be talking about, number one, we're going to talk a little bit about the links between procrastination and anxiety, because I believe that there are some links together, but I'd like to kind of delve in deep with, with Eric on that one. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, the 12 principles that he has identified in his book. And we'll talk about his book as well uh, throughout today's conversation. I want to talk a little bit about reprogramming because for me, like when I think of the word procrastination, it's like, you know, you're stuck in a routine, but in order to get out of that routine, you kind of like need a reprogramming. It's a bit like kind of rebooting your computer. You need to either like wipe it completely and reprogram it. It's a little bit like that with your brain, right? Um, <laughs> I'm also going to be talking about something which is kind of interesting. And I'm going to ask Eric a really upfront question, which is all about, is procrastination really bad? Because from my perspective, we're also human beings, right? So, you know, and I feel like, I, I always see that's like procrastination is the bad enemy type of thing, but I want to kind of like, we're, we're going to have some interesting conversations about that. And I'm also going to be talking a little bit about self-awareness because I believe what one of the keys to procrastination is the importance of, you know, um, improving self-awareness more than anything else. So, um, so that's what we're going to be talking about today, ladies and gentlemen. Um, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to Eric or whatever it is. But listen, I'm looking forward to today's conversation. So, Eric, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you. Well, thank you for having me. This is an honor. I'm looking forward to chopping it up with you here. Yeah, likewise, man. So, listen, tell me, like, I know that you're obviously based in the States. Now, tell me whereabouts in the States you're based, because you, you have a very strong, like, acute accent. Whereabouts in the States are you from? And I have to admit, this is the first time I've heard I have a strong American accent. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> it's good to have the global perspective. But I'm in I'm in Clinton, Maryland, 
And that's 20 minutes from Washington, D.C., which is the nation's capital, you know, where the president lives and all that good stuff. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Cool. Love it. So listen, um, well, I guess my 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 first question really kind of were like, you know, I mean, you've um, really been, you know, your area of expertise is all around the whole kind of procrastination, like the topic and whatever it is. Now, I know that a lot of our, our listeners, even people out there that proclaim to be kind of procrastination experts or whatever it is, how do you position yourself along kind of like the whole kind of procrastination topic? Like, how do you, from your perspective, like, you know, how do you differentiate yourself between those people? And like, how do you differentiate between like what, what you, what have you identified from a procrastination perspective? What do you think? I'd love to kind of start with that. Yeah. Excellent question. So I have put together a model that's in the book. And, and this model is based off of the, the 28,000 plus coaching sessions that I've done with entrepreneurs and executive leaders. And I've condensed the solution to procrastination into five steps. So, so the, and it's called the procrastination prevention pyramid. So I, I think that is what separates me from everybody else that talks about overcoming procrastination. I'm the only one with the procrastination prevention pyramid. Love that. You, you know, I, I love that. Pro- now say that again, procrastination. <laughs> procrastination prevention pyramid. Procrastination prevention pyramid. I like that. That's cool. I like that. So ladies and gents, make sure that we have that in your head, because if you have that in the head, in your head, then, you know, it, the way that you kind of structure it and organize it in, in, in that model in that way, then hopefully it's going to kind of, you're going to be able to digest it in a really easy, um, uh, chunkable way. All right. That sounds cool. So tell me a little bit about like, let's, let's delve in here. Right. So now when I think about procrastination, right, what have you found through your 28,000, you know, coaching sessions and whatever it is, how have you found kind of the links between procrastination and, you know, like emotional well-being as well as kind of like mental well-being? Because, you know, from my perspective, if I, I mean, we all procrastinate, right? We're only human beings, right? But then again, I think it depends on how you're wired. Do you know what I mean, Eric? So if you're wired in a way of like beating yourself up, then you're going to beat yourself up and emotionally and mentally it can really affect you. Do you know what I'm saying? But then other people really kind of take a more of a, a casual stance where they kind of like, it doesn't, they don't really understand the, the consequences of not taking action, whatever it is. What's your, what's your take on that? So I definitely think there is an emotional link to it. And for most people, it does create additional anxiety when you're putting things off. Uh, You know, we we actually, we have this innate need to make progress. Like Mm -hmm. every human has an innate desire to make progress. So when when you're not making progress on those things that are important to you, it's going, it can create emotions, anxiety, frustration, and, and then when you're procrastinating, you you add to that, the deadline is getting closer. And then if you're the type of person that beats yourself up, oh, I'm just such a procrastinator. Oh, my God. You, you can just get into an emotional spot, negative spiral. And that's just one of the reasons that we need to really get out in front of this procrastination thing. Yeah. And do you think that also um, from your perspective, you know, I guess we all have 
you know, where do the kind of like expectations come in? Because I guess we all have different expectations of ourselves, right? I mean, where did that, where does that kind of fit into the model? Well, yeah, certainly your expectations can uh, create some procrastination challenges, but the, the root cause of procrastination that I see, it's discomfort, right? At the root core, there's something about what you're about to do that's creating discomfort for you, which is why you, you're just not going to do it. Now, it could be as simple as, I just don't like doing it, right? I just don't like doing my taxes. I'm just going to wait until <laughs> as long as I possibly can to get that done. Or, yeah, right. <laughs> I could be the same way. I got to be careful. Or uh, it, it could be something that's aspirational that you procrastinate on, right? Yeah, you, you don't feel comfortable for as far as what the next step, what, what would that would mean for you if you succeeded or right. what that would look like moving forward. So there's some level of discomfort. And the key is really what you mentioned earlier is this whole thing of self-awareness and paying attention to your patterns. And because you know, here's the thing, right? Some people say to me, oh, Eric, I always procrastinate. No, no. Most people, they procrastinate in a professional setting, but then let's say when they get home, they're on point or they procrastinate at home and then they get everything done perfect. So you really have to pay. The key to this whole thing is self-awareness, like you mentioned earlier. Mm. Do you think that also uh, from your perspective as well, that there are other kind of mitigating factors that affect like kind of procrastination? Like, for example, you know, I'm a big believer that, if your um, energy levels, for example, are like you know, you know, if you're if you're not high energetic, you, you're more likely kind of procrastinate. You know what I'm saying? Are there are there other kind of other kind of um, you know sort of mitigating factors that you've identified within your coaching sessions? And, and I'm sure that for each coaching session, there might be kind of a different excuse, reason, whatever it is. What have you found the different ones that are out there? Oh, there's all kind. I talk about this in the book. You mentioned energy. I mean, that's one of uh, the the five steps in, in my pyramid, really kind of being being aware of your energy levels. Because if, if you think about it, if you look at, you know, time that you procrastinated, you know, that's why there's a reason that a lot of indiscretions happen on Friday. <laughs> think about it, right? You, you've been going through, you've been, you, you, you know, your energy level energy cycle tends to be lower. You've been going through your entire week, your willpower's down. Um, so you're more likely to get off of your, your habits and, and may even put off certain things that you really should be doing. Yes. Yeah, so energy, one of the big ones is uh, the lack of clarity, for example. Mm. Right. And I always say that clarity is the starting point of success. So when you don't really have a North star, it's easier to procrastinate. Because we, when you don't really know where you're going, the easiest thing to do is nothing. Yeah, and, and do you know what? I, I'll be honest with you. You know, I'll put my hand up and say, you know, I've experienced that. You know, that lack of clarity. But I believe that everyone also, you know, has gone through that kind of like, you know, journey of lack of clarity, which then leads to procrastination. Because you know, I, I you know, I'm I'm a big believer in that. So. Yeah, and I hit, I think you hit the nail on the head there. What about um, sort of external factors from your perspective? Do you think other external factors as well can you know uh, affect procrastination? Well, it, it, it's like my the, the, this famous person. Her name is Gwendolyn C. Twiggs. It's like she says. She, she always says, "Birds of a feather 
flock together. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I tell you what, that that's like the best advice. You told me that when I was little and I thought, okay, but I'm telling you that is critical. So like your associations, right? You know, are, if you're in a group and the group isn't aspiring to push past mediocrity or, or if you're in a group and you're trying to push out and they're constantly discouraging you, mm. you know, these things can you know, cause you to procrastinate if, yeah. if you're unaware. So that, yeah, there's a lot of ex- different external factors. And if you're, if your environment isn't set up for success. Mm. And when you say by environment, do you mean like, as in like your working environment, what do you mean by environment? It could be, it could be as simple as you you're in an environment and you got the got a minutes, you know what the got a minutes are. You you got you 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 run a business and everybody's tugging on your shoulder. Hey, you got a minute? Hey, you got a minute? Hey, so so you got all these distractions and literally, I, I've had these hundreds and hundreds of business owners that I've helped simply by suggesting that they do their they take a home office day, mm. and, and when they work at home now. They can focus. There's nobody uh, pulling on them. And, and surprise, surprise, the people that were pulling on them had to figure it out on their own when they when the boss wasn't there and they came up with the right answers. So that's another example of an environment that's not supporting you moving forward. But also, do you also think that from your perspective, it's not, you know, if you looked at that example, for example, it wouldn't be the the employees or the people within that organization or company. It's not that fault, right? It's it's the people. It's the person that is leading the ship, which is normally the business owner, right? Oh, it's one hundred percent the owner's fault. Yeah, <laughs> because he's created he or she has created an environment where people feel enabled, where mm. you know they're gonna they're gonna go to him or her for their answers when they really have that within mm. themselves. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Very cool. Love that. Some, some very cool stuff there. Um, now we mentioned earlier on about, you know, kind of trying to reprogram our brain, right? So we talked about that, didn't we? About, about kind of rebooting the computer when clients come to you and they ask, ask you for help, for example, and you make them a more self-aware about their kind of like, you know, what they should and shouldn't be doing type of thing. What, what are you doing to inhibit? What are you doing to encourage behavior change? What what's what? How where does behavior change start from your perspective? So, we we have to agree on what the north star is. Like mm-hmm. if I'm working with someone, right? What's the north star? What's the goal? Um, and then you know why do you want the goal? Why is that something that's important to you? But and once we agree on what the north star is, we can reverse engineer. Yeah, and we can start taking the small steps forward that align with the goal. And mm-hmm. so it's all about accountability. And I'm asking people, okay, so so what? Uh, based off of what we've talked about during this session, what are your priorities moving forward? Mm-hmm. And then there's accountability based off of the things that we agree are the priorities that are going to help them uh, move in that direction. Love it, love it, love it, love it. And so what you're really saying then really is it's not a matter of necessarily reprogramming someone, but kind of making more people more aware of um, the accountability side of stuff. Because what you're saying is procrastination is a, is is because of getting out of this being discomfort. We know we don't like, you know, human beings are, are generally wired anyway, not to want to get out of their comfort zone, right? 
Yeah. So, so the other piece, well, here's where programming comes in. Mm. So all of the studies will tell you that the you know, typical person's uh, self-talk is negative, like 80% of it. Right. Right. So 80% of the typical person's self-talk is negative. And so you, sometimes you have to get past the misguided belief system. So sometimes we can agree, okay, here's the North Star. We agree this is where we want to go. But if you don't address them at the belief level first, mm-hmm. you're not going to move. And this is one of the mistakes that I made as a newer coach. And this is what prompted me to start creating a model. It's that for me, the base of the model is the addressing the attitude and the mindset. Mm-hmm. Because typically, if somebody's just stuck and we've agreed on the North Star, 80% of the time or more, it's because of their belief systems or mindset. And, and you have to get past that before you can really move forward. So attitude and belief systems are kind of like the basic, what you're saying is the basic foundation first before kind of addressing Absolutely. anything. Is that right? Okay, that makes sense. Absolutely. If you don't, they won't move. Right. It's a bit like, you know, you probably heard this saying, um, you can't drag, drag a horse to water and make it drink. You heard that? Hundred <laughs> percent true. Yep. Very cool, right? Love that. Um, so let me ask you, really interesting, right? So we're all human beings, right? Well, last time I looked, we're all human beings, right? Including our listeners. We may have a few aliens out there, I don't know, um, or a few weird people. But do you believe, like from your perspective, my analogy is like procrastination is always seen as a bad thing, right? And I'm sure that you've come across this. But is procrastination, like, from your perspective, do you think it's a bad thing, like, from your perspective? Or do you think it there needs to be – I mean, I don't believe in work-life balance. I think bo- work-life balance is bullshit, right? I, I, I really don't believe in that. Um, I guess it's down to you as an individual. But what's your perspective on, on the whole kind of is procrastination bad or good? Well, so you, you can't confuse procrastination and prudence. Right. Mm. So sometimes it's prudent not to move forward with something like, like, for example, if you don't just leave your nine to five tomorrow and go full time as an entrepreneur, it doesn't mean you're procrastinating. Mm. It, it, there's a time to be prudent. There's a time to do research. There's a time to make sure this is the right fit. There's a time to talk to people in the industry. So that's not necessarily procrastination. So the procrastination comes in where you're putting off something that aligns with your north star you're mm. putting off something that you know needs to be done that that in that instance yes procrastination is bad now delaying things like for example not you know procrastinating on checking an email at a certain time isn't isn't bad right that that's just your making bet the best use of your time so really the official definition of procrastination is putting off that thing that you really need to do in that moment that's going to move you forward. I love that. So that's as a really clear cut um, sort of straightforward definition. Um, in terms of like, now you probably heard of this, right? So people are wired either left brain logical brain or right brain creative brain. And so I guess right brain creatives procrastinate in a slightly different manner to left brain logistical people. But how do you from your perspective, how do they differentiate, And what do you think are the scenarios where those typical types of people tend to procrastinate for whatever reason have you found, you know, based in your coaching sessions? It's interesting. That, that's a great question. So the, the right <laughs> brain people, the, the, they tend to be more creative. 
And a lot of times they'll procrastinate if it seems too technical or or complicated. Mm. Um, you know, they'll, they'll just put it off. They, they don't they don't really like the details as much. Mm. You know, they, they like to be kind of free and easy. So if there's a lot of de- details. They'll, they'll tend to put that off. Mm. Um, so sometimes the left brain, very, they can be very analytical and they want to have a lot of information before they can make a decision, right? They want to do a lot of research. They want to get all the facts together. Uh, and you have to do, for them, I try to work with them to do like the military has this thing where they say, you know, you've got to make decisions based off of imperfect information. Mm. Right. They train, especially like a Navy SEAL, they train like their leaders. You, you don't have all the information. You don't have all the facts, but you have to be able to make the call. And the people that really embrace the training, they're right nine times out of 10, even though they don't have, they may have 70% of the information, but they can make the right call. So mm. I'll work with people that are more left brain, not to get into this whole paralysis by analysis thing, which tends to happen. So so that's, that's, a, that's the first time someone's asked me that. And it's actually in the book because I break down the different personality types. So that's a great question. Love that. Some very cool stuff. You know, it's interesting because, you know, you know, our listeners and, and it's interesting because when you were describe you were describing someone that came to my mind and I won't call them out here on the podcast because they're probably listening in anyway. Um, but, <laughs> but I just think it's really aware, but I, I just think it's really important because from a self-awareness perspective, it's like, Oh, that's me. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if you guys that are listening in have done one of those person, you know, like personality uh, testing, you know, like Myers-Briggs or DISC or whatever it is. You can identify yourself as predominantly left brain or right brain creative or, you know, maybe what what we're talking about right now, ladies and gents, is, you you know, you're, you're kind of relating to what me and Eric are kind of talking about. So, but by the way, if you if you do feel like there's a relatable conversation that we're talking about, do reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. It's kind of cool. Um, now, in terms of self awareness, now we did we did briefly talk about this, um, but you talked about self belief and you talked a little bit about attitude, which is core foundations. Where does self awareness come in, and how like? do you find that that is tends to be like a common problem where people might not be aware because they're so kind of like either tunnel visioned or they're kind of like stuck in their way. Do you find that that's a common thing and how do you kind of improve people's self-awareness in terms of like where they're at? Yeah. So actually, so the, on the, on my model, first you've got the attitude and then the next level is awareness, Right. And and so so it could be as basic as being aware of your power times. Mm. And a lot of people that I work with just, you know, like some people are morning people, whether you, you have your higher energy level early in the morning. Mm. You know, then I have people who are more night people and you get going later in the day. And that's when your ideas flow. So the key is to schedule your high priority activities during the time of day when you have the most energy. Mm. Right. And, you know, even the the, diff, the more difficult conversations you do earlier, you know, that's, you know, you get it out of the way and now it's downhill from there. So just I, I bring those types of things to people's attention. And I mean, an awareness, again, we've talked about before is being around the people and being, you know, we talked about kind of the negative aspects of the group. But there's also you can be intentional 
about joining masterminds and associations where people are, you know, moving fast and, and they're where you're trying to get to. Uh, so so I, I help to unpack that just really by asking, listening and asking questions. And a lot of times they start to become aware because there's patterns. Right. And, and so I'll bring up patterns that I notice from week to week. And that just helps to heighten this self-awareness. Love that. It, you know, it's really interesting. When I think of the word procrastination, um, do you find that of what what tends to happen during the conversation when a client comes to you, if they've got a procrastination problem, right, is that they always associate it with time. Yet, do you think that actually time is not the only challenge when it comes to procrastination? Like, you know, because I feel like when we think of procrastination, we think of productivity, right? We think of productivity, you think, okay, ROI, you know, how much money are going to earn, that kind of stuff. Do you think that there needs to be some sort of like, different like perspective in terms of procrastination should we use time all the time or should or should we use a slightly different analogy depending on how what's going to motivate us to change our behavior well it's never a question of time it's always a question of priority because mm -hmm. i don't care how busy you are at the end of the day you make time to do something that you really want to do true there's something you really want to do you're going to find time you know i've had people tell me oh you know yeah, I know we talked about we we're going to do this last week, but I just didn't have time. I was busy. Oh, I didn't have. And I would say, well, how do you have time to talk to me right now? You're so busy. Oh, well, you know, it's on my calendar. And so I, right, because this time is a priority. That means you found, you, you find a way to make it happen. Love that. So that, no, it's, it's more, it's always about the priority. Priorities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Love that. Um, now, I know we haven't spoken much about your book, but I'd love to talk a little bit about your book a little bit because i know that um uh in terms of like your you were talking about your your pyramid and the way that you have kind of like you've got the 12 principles and stuff but just tell us a little bit more about the pyramid and how it helps people kind of get those breakthroughs does that make sense yeah so the book is designed in three parts right so it, we start with the uh cost of procrastination Right. What, what is it really costing you? And you mentioned even at the beginning, a lot of people don't really see that it's costing them like that. Right. But but it really does. And it's like a silent killer. So we, we, we break down what what are some of the things that's costing you? you know, and then we get into the causes uh, of procrastination, the lack of clarity. Mm. Fear is always at the top of like I do these workshops mm. uh, and fear always comes up without me bringing it up as the big issue that keeps people stuck. They're afraid of something. Mm. Um, and, and then you then we get to the cure. And that's how we get to the pyramid. So mm. the pyramid is kind of set up. It's in the last part of the book where we break down each rung of the pyramid. And if you're you know, paying attention and working uh, the pyramid, you'll find that you're overcoming procrastination. Mm. Love that. Love that. Love that. And and I guess people can pick that up on what Amazon, what, uh, you know, all the big bookstores out there, right? Yeah, it's everywhere. It's on Amazon. You can get it through my website, ericmtwigs.com as well. Very cool. Very cool. Well, listen, guys, um, I know that uh, today was um, a real brief conversation around procrastination, but I think what was good about today's conversation is that it was on point. Do you know what I mean? Especially as we're going into kind of the new year, I think that, you know, especially as we begin to go into the holiday season, 
you know, sometimes it's really easy to just kind of switch off. And then when you come back, it's really hard to get back into momentum. So going back to this particular episode, I think is really going to help kick your butt more than anything else, right? Because, but more importantly, right, help you to become more self-aware of your actions or the actions of not taking action. So, um, so Eric, I just wanted to say thanks very much for being on sh- today's show. Really appreciate you. Again, thank you for having me. You ask great questions. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Listen, guys, hope that you've enjoyed today's um, particular episode. Do me a favor. If you have enjoyed mine and Eric's conversation, please do me a favor. Give us a one or a five star review on Apple or on Spotify. We will be eternally grateful for your feedback and, and appreciate it. And also, please do me a favor. If you have any questions specifically for Eric, do reach out to him. We'll put all these links below and, uh, you know, check out his book and things like that. So um, anyway, from me and Eric, I just want to say thanks very much. And uh, we'll see you uh, again soon on the Game Changers Experience. Take care and we'll see you soon. Cheers. <laughs>